Hello, I'm Ramey. And this is Dakota. And you're listening to Leveling Duo, the podcast where two friends talk about video games that they've really enjoyed. You don't have a clue what we're talking about, do you? Uh, not this week. Okay. The truth is, the game was rigged from the start. Okay. Did you ever hear that before? I believe I have. That's exactly what Benny says to you in Fallout New Vegas at the very beginning before he shoots you in the head. Ah. Uh. I will admit, when it first came out, I had just finished playing Fallout 3, and I didn't take to it very well. Mm. I didn't finish it until three years ago, and it came out in 2010, October 19th, for PlayStation 3, Windows, and Xbox 360. Mm. It was made by Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Entertainment, published by Bethesda. Of course. Yeah. It was actually a huge success. Most people call it the best Fallout game. I have heard that. I'm not big on deserts, which might be why I didn't stick with it very long. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole lot more complicated when it comes to RPG style stuff, like decisions. Fallout mm-hmm. 3, you kind of just play through. Went with Elder Lines. You could choose between two things, like good and bad. Side of the Enclave or Side of the Brotherhood, technically, mm-hmm. in Fallout 3. But in Fallout New Vegas, you had, oh... Four main factions you could pick, hmm. one of them being yourself, an independent. Okay. Yeah. And of course, it is in New Vegas. It sticks out, considered the best because it has like a well-written story, complex characters, meaningful choices you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, it is considered like a true RPG, a deep character creation system. Not the prettiest, but mm-hmm. that's in their characters. But right. it was deep. A variety of ways to approach quests and challenges, different, like I said, choices. Good, bad, something in between, your choice. It's a mix of third-person and third-person role-playing and exploration. Great replay value. Like I said, you could play in multiple ways, and each quest can be done differently. Even if you chose the same faction, it could be completely different the way you play it through. And I will also admit, I have never played anything but the Robert House way of doing things. They have a unique faction system, allows you to side with one of several in the end, but until then, you can kind of just appease them all. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you do have to... Pick one of them, yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much... About every Fallout, though, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, no, like I said, Fallout 3, you really didn't have that option. And it was the first first-person Fallout game. Right. It's the one that people think about most when they think of the newer ones. I'm pretty sure it's main... I can't think of any the other ones, really, that you could properly choose a faction. Because if you chose anything other than the intended story, usually it led to your death. Like the master would drop you in a vat in one of the early, in the first game and turn you into a super mutant that'd be over for you. Mm. Or I'm not sure about the second one. I can't remember if you could side up the Enclave or not. So you're a courier who gets shot in the head in the very beginning by a guy in a checkered suit named Benny and some guys with him called the Cons. Just another one of the smaller factions. You really can't side with the entire way, but you can help them or hinder them. Mm -hmm. You know, after shooting you, you wake up, a doctor talks you through. Your character set up pretty much, and you head out from a place called Good Springs. It's a little town in the middle of the Mojave Wasteland, just outside Las Vegas. Well, New Vegas. Mm-hmm. There's a robot, a Securitron, that's one of Robco's great creations that you didn't really see out east. It uh, kind of talks to you and is friendly towards you, and he's the one that dug you up and found out you're alive and sent you to a doctor and everything. Okay. Yeah, and the more you travel away from there, you see him occasionally until you get to New Vegas, and then he's like, come on in. The mm. big guy in charge wants to talk to you, and he don't even remember why he does this. He's just uh, friendly. And all the other Securitrons are just on a screen on their face. It has a police officer face, but he has a cowboy, a friendly cowboy face. Mm. Yeah, he's just kind of like your guy through the wastes. Okay. He just pops up occasionally, but don't know why. He says so. You ask him, are you stalking me? <laughs> And you get there inside the Lucky 38, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Lucky 38. You have to pay like or show that you have 2,000 caps, which is the money in Fallout 
to get inside. And when you get inside New Vegas, that's when he tells you, oh, the guy in charge and the Lucky 38 wants to see you. And you meet Robert House. And he is the self-styled president, CEO, and sole proprietor of New Vegas Strip. Hmm. Sounds pretty shady. Well, he built up the Securitron. He was in charge of Robco back in the day. Okay. To preserve himself, he took a drastic step. His body was enhanced and permanently connected to an extremely sophisticated life support device. And so he is kind of a computer screen now with a mummy-like body in a corner you can't see unless you choose some of the other factions to get in there later. So he's immortal. He saved Las Vegas from complete destruction during the Great War by accurately predicting that it would happen in the first place and set defenses that would allow him to disarm the nuclear bombs that approached Las Vegas. That's how come New Vegas is still standing and so is the skyscrapers and stuff that he was in. It's very smart. He's, well, Robco Industries. So (laughs) (laughs) some of the greatest machines came from there or robots in the Fallout universe. Now, I should say Fallout, I don't know if if you're listening to this episode, I'd like to think you know about Fallout, but Fallout, the world was kind of branched off in the 50s from our world and you had more of a, if you imagined in the 50s what the future would look like, all these old commercials you see, mm-hmm. floating cars and stuff like that. We didn't get floating cars in their world. We did get nuclear cars. Everything went nuclear. Instead of using it just for weapons, we decided to fully embrace it and turn everything nuclear. Everything still has that 50s look in the year 2077. But, but it's, it's nuclear powered. But it's nuclear powered. You have robots like Robco and General Atomics companies have made robots, Mr. Handys, which is like an octopus hovering on a... <laughs> a little jet booster under it and it takes care of your house or your babies or your yard work it just does everything for you you have miss nanny Pretty bots. Much a butler or yeah, a maid a butler. butler maid nurse whatever you need uh, i also have them in the military called mr gutsies the stuff like that communist china was the big threat that was a resource war we started running in resources well they did they needed a lot of oil mm-hmm. and we needed a lot of uranium but we didn't need it we kind of had it everything was kind of cool for us but they needed oil uh, the european nations all kind of bombed themselves for oil or wars, massive wars. Mm-hmm. America had its own land to worry about. wasn't really a problem. Then China needed oil, so they came to Alaska and took over Anchorage, and we had a war over that. And about Halloween in the year 2077, the war broke out, and it only lasted one day across the world was in nuclear hell. Mm. Yeah. This game takes place, I can't remember exactly when, mm, the year 2280-something, mm-hmm. I believe. So it's been quite a while since the bombs fell, mm-hmm. 100 and some years are over. But the city's doing pretty good. It's all walled up. You can't get in it without showing your caps because House insists that he runs that part. Now, there is a government in California called the New California Republic, which is another one of the main factions other than House. Is it a remnant of the U.S. government or? Well, they've rebuilt it like the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Democratic. But... But um, it came from, well, a vault, technically. Somebody used a Gek, a Garden of Eden creation kit, sacrificed their life to activate the Gek out of one of the vaults, mm-hmm. and turned, well, there's a Garden of Eden, Vault City, and mm-hmm. it's on the surface. And that area and everything spread out, and eventually you get the New California Republic. And it encompasses to the Hoover Dam, where they encountered the other major faction, Caesar's Legion. Now I have heard about them. Yeah. They are the faction I would never consider siding with. And also, they are the faction with the least amount of quests. And a lot of people say it's because they can handle their problems on their own. They don't need you. But I like to say they kind of ran out of time making it because they only made the game in like, I can't remember, like 18 months or something like that. Mm. (laughs) Well, I'd say part of it is to that whole faction is just kind of 
Nobody would choose it, really. Well, it's more of a cult than a faction. Caesar's Legion is run by a guy named Caesar, and he... uh, Well, calls himself Caesar. He calls himself Caesar. He was in the canyon at one time where he happened to meet Joshua Graham. Both were captured by a tribe, but Caesar united the tribe with others and started Caesar's Legion, and they spread west. And they would just destroy or capture, enslave everybody they found. So you won't find any women in the military because they take the whole Legion thing seriously. They're very Roman in style. Mm-hmm. He read books. He was a very kind man. Um, what was it? Uh, Children of the Apocalypse is what it, I think is what his group was called. There's a group called the Children of the Apocalypse who try to help people in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. It's just like good Samaritans. And he was a member of that. And he read a bunch of books about old Roman Caesar and liked it. And well, he just ran with it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's a well-educated guy. Now, Almost guided, it seems. Yeah. Now, they don't really grow their own foods or anything. Uh, they just kind of take and enslave and conquer as they go along and grow. So uh, I like to think if he did make it to the West Coast and take over the NCR, he would get there and just sputter out. And they would break apart and then fight amongst themselves. Probably. Because they would be nothing to support them. Uh, who knows, though? Maybe he would get that far and actually start planting seeds and growing stuff. I don't know. But I've never sided with him because he likes to enslave folks. And he... Pretty much don't let the women do anything. And if you don't side with him, he'll have you crucified or burnt. It's just not mm. a great dude. Eh, not so much. If I was going to side with anything besides House, it would be the NCR because they are democratic and cool. Everybody wanted Hoover Dam before mm-hmm. you even show, start playing the game. They show up at Hoover Dam. They want to cross it, control it. And the NCR is already there. They want to control it. And then they find House in charge of New Vegas with all his Securitrons could kind of keep people out of New Vegas. So he worked out a deal with the NCR that he would let them use most of the power from the dam if just enough went to the New Vegas Strip to keep it active and going. Mm-hmm. And they maintain it too because they didn't want to have to fight with the Securitrons, which he had an army of. They could eventually win, mm-hmm. but they would just take too many losses. The NCR, nobody wants a high cost war on their watch if they're going to have to be voted in next year. <laughs> so there were some compromises and negotiations yeah, done. Yeah, except for Caesar's Legion, and they both hate him. <laughs> mm. uh, but they won't cross the dam because it's a stalemate for the last few years. House is not going to send his robots over there to take care of it because then the full force of the NCR would be on his back all the time. They might want to come to the table to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. I like to think that's the case. I'm not sure he actually said it, but he does have plans for you to eventually put the NCR in its place a little bit so he controls over dam all to himself. Mm. Now, Benny, the guy who shot you in the beginning, he was after a chip that you were carrying as a courier mm-hmm. and kind of find out that is to unregulate because before the war, you know, you had to have regulations on these robots. House wasn't allowed to have his own army. Mm. After the war, he'd take that chip that has the code to unlock his robots pretty much and plop it in his machine. And he had a bad habit of buying up vaults. He won one in a card game underneath one of the Vegas uh, casinos. So in Fallout, there's these vaults that people would hide in. Vault Tech, the government paid them to build giant vaults for people to hide in for decades if necessary. Most of them were just secret uh, testing places for Social people. experiments. Social experiments, yeah. There's one particularly nasty one in this game. Announcement said everybody in the vault would die if they didn't sacrifice one person each year. I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. I kind of found out after they had a small civil war decades down the road and didn't sacrifice somebody, it congratulated them on being good people for not doing it and didn't hurt nobody. But there was only like five people left by then. Yeah, but that's like one of the more tame ones, to be honest. Anyway, uh, Benny wanted that golden chip because he knew it was powerful. He didn't really know what it done, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that, but he did want poker chip. Shot you. He did work for House. He had his own casino on the Strip. Uh, all the casinos on the Strip are run by different families. Those are smaller factions also. 
than the other four or five you come across. They're just little houses. You can get them all on your side, along with some of the gangs that run around. And whichever faction you choose, they will uh, show up at the Battle of Hoover Dam in the end to help you. But you end up going to go, you could, I think you could talk Benny down, but I always just shot Benny. The guy shot me in the head. You would have seen his face when you first walk in there, though. And he has a real Elvis Presley way of talking, real slick. There's a, actually outside the city walls in Freeside, I think is the little area outside the city walls, a whole parts of the city they just cut off from the rest. There's a guy out there who's in charge of a gang, and he did watch some old Elvis movies and stuff and based his whole gang on Elvis Presley. They don't mention him by name, I don't think. The is Kings there, is what they're called. I was about to ask, is there theme blues they choose? You can get a cool companion from him, a robot dog. Hmm. Well, or a robot, a regular dog's brain. Interesting. Um, yeah. This game is wild. You have so many different sides. You could choose which one to side with. I've always sided of house, but you could also choose, you know, Caesar's Legion if you was a real sleazy person. But I don't judge you for the way you role play. But if you stream it, I ain't going to watch it. Mm-mm. Now, it's full of side missions. Like any Bethesda game. Any Bethesda game. More for itself. All the main factions will have side missions you can do to a point until they want you to decide with them completely. Mm-hmm. All the minor factions, like the Great Cons, which they make a lot of the chemicals, the drugs in this game. The Kims. The Kims is what we call them in the game, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Boomers, which are another vault that happened to be full of weaponry. Mm. I don't know what kind of social experiment that was. <laughs> it was full of weaponry. And when they came out of the vault, there was a Air Force base nearby, and they took all those weapons, too. They called themselves the Boomers, and nobody gets near them. House don't get near them. Nobody gets near them. So if you can get through their minefields and their artillery fire, you could become good friends with them and get them to side with whoever faction you choose at the Battle of Hoover Dam in the end. Hmm. There's the Brotherhood of Steel. Now, they are remnants of the old U.S. military. I do recognize them from Fallout 4. Yeah, and they want to take all the world's technology that's dangerous and keep it to themselves, and only give it out as necessary so humanity don't repeat the past, pretty much. They don't blow themselves up again. They want to control uh, it. And then you got the followers of the apocalypse. I think I said those. I just I call them children, but they're called followers of the apocalypse. They're the helpful, kind of good Samaritan people. Uh, you could do some quests for them to get medicine in. And then you have the enclave remnants, which are only a few people, like six. But back in the day, the lesser parts of the military, like the regular pieces and parts of it, are the ones that made up the Brotherhood of Steel. Mm-hmm. But the higher ranking ones and their children and everything, they were the enclave. They had their own thing. They were the big bad in game two. Like technically bad all the way through. Pretty much all the corrupt ones. Yeah, it was uh, their higher ups were corrupt and they would hide away. They were high ranking military and officials and everything else. They had all the great tech. So they kept advancing as this went on. And mm-hmm. like the first and second game, you didn't see them in the first, but the second game, they they had the better power armor, which is what their soldiers wore. It's how we won Anchorage back back in the day before the war broke out, the main war. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the power armor. They had all kinds. Of, they had vertebrates. Planes are pretty much unheard of. If you side with the few, if you can get the five of them that are remaining after the great incident when they got destroyed by the NCR. Uh-huh. Well, the main character in the second game and the NCR. But if you can get them on your side, they are a big help at the Battle of Hoover Dam. And the boomers are too, because you can help them dig out an actual bomber plane from nearby and they fix it up and then fly it over and bomb the Caesar's Legion or whoever you don't side with. Hmm. There's just so many factions you can get to help you, the smaller ones. As a person who fought the Enclave in the third game, hmm. it was nice to get them on my side. It took a lot of checks, like you have your skills in the game, hmm. charisma and all that. And it took a lot of speech checks and stuff to get them on my side because they hate the NCR. They hate everything. But these guys have chilled out long enough after the war with the NCR that they've learned to live with their new world, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not in high-tech facilities and under military command constantly. And you can talk them into helping. And there's nothing like, after spending so long in Fallout 3, shooting up the Enclave and having difficulty doing it if you'd play it on a harder difficulty. I mean, they are a hard group to take on. They have better 
shields, weapons, everything than you. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you're fighting the Hoover Dam, and all of a sudden they show up in a vertebrate, a plane, jump out in their advanced power armor and start fighting for you. That is nice. It's Yeah. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, you played Fallout 4. It is kind of cool when the Brotherhood of Steel shows up to take on a raider gang with you. Oh, yeah. So They're just going to fly in, and it's just like, here comes the cavalry, and you're just, you're not expecting it at all. Yeah, and as long as you're not standing under their vertebrate, you're safe. It'll blow up eventually. They're fine because they're in power armor. They just fall from the sky and walk around. But you are on the ground under a vertebrate that usually lands on you when it blows up. Just make sure you don't accidentally fire at the vertebrate or they will turn on you. I found out why they crash near you so much. Mm. You know how you had dragon souls in Skyrim? Yeah. And they had to land near you when they died to collect their souls? Did they They just... use the same code. Mm. Yeah. I learned it from John on Miniature Nerds YouTube channel. How about that? Yeah, now it makes a lot more sense. Because they would crash. Anytime they crashed in Fallout 4, they'd pop right down next to you and blow so up. So did they use the mammoths code for the super mutants? I don't know. Because they would occasionally just fly off the map too. Yeah, they would. I would have thought they used the giants for the melee super mutants. I think they probably did. And they definitely probably used that same code for the nuke. Yeah. Anyway, back to Fallout New Vegas, I guess. The world is rich. I mean, there is stories everywhere to learn from. And that's a Bethesda game, too. But more so in the Fallout series, I think. You have more individualized stories. Mm -hmm. The stories told in in the world, like by the... What is the word I'm hunting for here? Uh, Bards? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Like uh, when they use the world's... Environmental storytelling. Environmental storytelling, Dakota. The environment, the scene has its own story to tell. A picture is worth a thousand words. As the saying goes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's true because, I mean, you walk in on a Fallout game and there's a bunch of teddy bears with machetes in their hands sitting over a corpse in a bathtub. That comes across as a story to be told. Yeah, I have questions, but uh, most of those questions are overridden uh, by the logical conclusion that I should not be there. Mm-hmm, I agree. <laughs> Fallout has a good habit. There's more you can learn just by looking at the set around you in a lot of Fallout games, especially Fallout 4. Well, like, could you imagine real-life Fallout, like you walk into a house or something like that and you see some shit like that? Like, like what would you do? <laughs> I mean, like, for real, like, like you're just going to be like, eh, whatever. And you're just going to loot around, see if there's anything useful, maybe grab a machete for later. In real couple. life, I wouldn't. No, I'd be tempted to leave unless I was starving, I guess. My whole thing is that I'd have to be like, I feel like this place needs to burn. Mm-hmm. If there's a dead body in a bathtub and there's a ring of teddy bears around it all holding knives and there's stab marks on the body, I'm quietly shutting the door and then uh, loading a Motov, several <laughs> Motovs. Better, I might like throw a Motov or two at the teddy bears and then shut the door. And then throw a couple at the door. And then maybe throw a couple more at the, on the porch or something before I leave. Because that would just be creepy. There's there's no way around it. It'd be my luck. The developers would be like, oh, yeah. Like, well, now you've got flaming possessed teddy bears <laughs> after you. Like, they just rise out of the rubble. <laughs> teddy bear ghouls. Oh, God. Oh, ghouls. We should mention ghouls. Ghouls in the Fallout universe are people who was irradiated so badly, but due to a genetic mishap on their own part or something like that they have not died their skin has fallen off they got a voice like someone who smokes 10 packs a day they look very much like zombies and some of them are like zombies if the radiation's got to their brain they kind of deteriorate and become feral and attack whoever they see you come across nice ones that talk to you and help you they live Mm -hmm. normal lives if civilization lets them back in occasionally like in Fallout 4, vault Tech. Uh, yeah, there's a vault Tech rep who sells you a spot in the vault, technically. He technically saves your family at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And then vault Tech, uh Screwed him over and wouldn't let him in the vault. Yeah, they were basically like, yeah, sorry. Like, just because you're an employee doesn't mean that you're guaranteed a spot. Yep. And so 
you find him 200 years later and uh he is a ghoul he's just like you're the first like <laughs> friendly familiar face i've ever like seen in 200 years and it's yeah. like that's kind of sad but at the same time like it's also kind of sweet too from a t- storytelling standpoint because chat him into coming back and living in my oh, town i did too because i mean like he's like one of the only like remnants from the time that you're at you know like mm-hmm. There's not many ghouls either that have retained their... Sanity? Yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, what's his name? Um, Hancock. Yes. Another companion. Another but, companion to follow up for you. Yeah. But we're getting too much into four. Yeah. What about the companions in uh, New Vegas? Okay. You who, was your, a, who was your favorite? Eddie was my favorite. And Eddie is an iBot. A robot that hovers around and announces things to you. But Eddie, you can upgrade him and he will shoot better lasers or he'll have better armor depending on who you help out with it. The Brotherhood want him for one thing and the followers of the apocalypse want him for another thing. So it depends on who you let him get siphoned off from. And the reason they want to siphon off information from him is because he is an Enclave iBot. And of course, the Enclave had great tech and they want to get whatever he had in store in him out. So Eddie, he don't talk much, but he will tell a story. Like you'll get into a certain location and he'll play an audio playback from his past that will tell you more about Eddie. You know, most companions in Fallout games, they will talk to you as you get better with their relationship. Mm-hmm. And he can't do that. So that's how he does it. And the next best one, I think, is Boone. An NCR sniper, and he works for a little town called Novak, which is just a sign outside the town that messed up, and it says no vacancy, but the letters have fallen off, <laughs> and so it says Novak, and they call the town Novak. Well, that's, I guess, what's the word? Uh, that happens a lot in Fallout. Uh, convenient and creative. Yeah. It's a little hotel in real life with a big fake T-Rex standing outside of it in the middle of the desert somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen it show up a lot on Fallout New Vegas things where people actually go visit it and take pictures with it. Also, Good Springs, that town you first wake up in. A lot of people go to visit that. A lot of real places show up in the Fallout games. But Boone has a tragic story. His wife was enslaved by Caesar's Legion. Ooh. And, spoilers, he becomes your companion because you help him get vengeance. Get vengeance, which come to find out the owner of Novak Hotels, she sold Boone's wife into slavery. Fuck. And the poor guy had to shoot her because there was no saving her. Him and her unborn child live as a slave, pretty much, and he wasn't having it. Damn. And as a sniper, he took the he made the decision to make sure that didn't happen. That's, um, that's just sad, man. Yeah. You gain affinity with him by traveling around and shooting up Caesar's Legion. <laughs> he likes you more and more every time you kill one. The Caesar's really good at spies, by the way. Like, I was in the, as soon as you get out of the Lucky 38 from talking to Mr. House, mm-hmm. a guy will walk up to you dressed in a normal outfit, say, Caesar is willing to forgive all your transgressions. If you come and meet him here, you'll have carry this with you and you will not be assaulted or anything like that. And you can go talk to him if you want and everything. I've done it, but I mean, I, I wasn't buying what he was selling, so it didn't matter. He did let us leave, which is more than I would expect. As for companions, I'd say Boone and Eddie. And Eddie can travel. I'm pretty sure Eddie can travel with you even if you have another companion. So you can have Boone and Eddie. Hmm. And Eddie's useful too. When he sees somebody, he'll start playing battle music. Like, <laughs> like you're going to go out and meet somebody to have a shootout with them kind of music because it's a western he's cool and he shoots his little eye laser and boone's the best combat companion because he can snipe folks there's these insects like a mutation of i can't remember what they are they're like a mosquito gone wrong they call them cazadors Hmm. and they poison you and everything else which is not easy to fix and your health slowly drains comes in like flocks of five so it's kind of similar to uh what was it uh blood weeks yeah but they're worse they're heavily uh, armored oh so uh they are dangerous. And kind of find out one of the DLCs, a think tank, had invented them because they're robots and they didn't really think their brains of 
messed up to the point where they, they didn't think it was a bad idea to let those things just wander out. Huh. They like to take humans and lobotomize them because they are human brains inside of jars. Mm. And they just, uh, they like to do that. And so when I walked up and started chatting with them, they're like, oh, that lobotomite speak to us? And then uh. they had a, a whole conversation about how that was impossible that I couldn't be speaking to them because I was a lobotomite. Uh, that's one of the DLCs. Another one is you go meet, what was his name? The guy said helped found Caesar's Legion, Joshua Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go talk to him and help him out. He's from Zion. And another one's a hotel that is ran by a former Brotherhood leader who wants you to get the treasure out of the hotel, but it has been covered in like radioactive fog and hard light servants who have turned bad to attack you. And he wants you to go through this gauntlet, pretty much, of all this mess to get him a gold treasure from underneath the hotel. Hmm. There's a few cool DLCs for it. And there are some of the better DLCs. But everybody hates going to the Sierra Madre, that hotel. It's hell to go through. It's like the last one I ever do, the Sierra Madre. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, and then there's another one where another courier like has it out for you. And he's like your alternate self. And he sends you to like a place that he really liked that you accidentally had blown the kingdom come with a nuke and didn't realize it. It's a big mess. But as for the main story, I don't know what else to say about it. It's great. Depends on what you decide. Don't side of Caesar's Legion if you want a lot of story because Caesar's just all about killing. Mm-hmm. Um, do as many of the faction quests as you can before it hard stops you. Do as many of the side factions, the smaller factions. Mm-hmm. Do those. It's kind of hard. The house will send you to... I think you can get the Enclave to help out on your own. I can't remember how I got the Enclave mission to go help them out. But it was just people I talked to throughout the game and didn't realize they were former Enclave officers. I didn't snoop through their stuff, so I never found their like logs or anything. It was a nice surprise for me. Like, oh, these cool people are, can actually be cool and not just murderous. Yeah, that was uh, pretty convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Boomers are real kind of cool to hang out with. The Brotherhood is still... Uh, you can get a companion who is a Brotherhood initiate. or She's a Brotherhood member because she was born into it because they're like a knightly order by this point. Mm-hmm. And she was born into it, and she's trying to get her elders to understand that the world might be better if they didn't just shun them. The Brotherhood still has a bad habit of taking that technology, just hiding away underground until they need something. She's trying to tell them to get out, do more. We're not birthing enough people to make it, our numbers keep rising. We have to interact eventually. Mm-hmm. And House is just fun to listen to. He's got a he's real business savvy. He wants to eventually, within like, uh, 50 years or less to have a space station going. Oh. Yeah. I would be kind of curious to see if they ever do like a fallout in space. Well, the Enclave, the whole reason the vault Tech thing was doing so many experiments is because the Enclave had initially wanted to colonize another world after the war. Or mm-hmm. during, before the war even started, that was their plan. A lot of theories, I don't know if it's proven 100%, that the Enclave started the war so that it could use the vaults while they stay safe in their own personal vaults and on a abandoned oil rig that they had retrofitted into a great place to raise an army <laughs> so yeah outside of house just because he he does have a great vision in his work it is a thing it might be more business related and less mm-hmm. democratic but he kept vegas safe when the bombs fell and nobody else kept anywhere else safe he I mean, made an army like of robots smart choice yeah he made an army of robots i mean maybe he would let areas be democratic part of his deal with the ncr when they got the hoover dam was not only do we get enough power to supply new vegas but as a requirement, when your guys are off duty, they are allowed free reign in the city to come in and spend their money. He is a businessman, after all. Come in, let them gamble and party. Do not stop them. So if business never dries up, he might change his tone and start using those robots of his more violently. I think it'd be kind of cool, too, as a concept, if they wanted to do a future game where they've invented time travel, like to go back in time. Yeah. 
and uh, maybe do a thing to like where it's mission to see if like you can stop the war. Oh, that'd be wild, yeah. You know, like essentially like bring the series to an end. Because if there was never any kind of nuclear war, then there never would have been I think Fallout. There's only two factions in any of the Fallout games that ever had a chance of doing time travel, and that is maybe the Institute from Fallout Four and mm-hmm. the Think Tank from New Vegas from the Big Empty. Maybe because they were geniuses in their own right. Those crazy robots. I always wanted those two to meet the robots and the Institute from the Think Tank. I always thought that maybe if the Institute met them and got them into some sort of um, sanity. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe gave them like bodies or something. Yeah, something to make them a little bit more sane. One of the lady robots, um, she clearly has a fetish for human body in general. She, I guess, mm-hmm. she has like urges that she can't fulfill and don't realize it. But she's, she's like, don't get near me if there's disgusting digits of yours. And mm-hmm. she'll just keep going on about your digits and extremities. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize that she kind of enjoys the thought of it, and you can call her out on it. I bet that conversation goes over real well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If you want to watch somebody play a lot of Fallout New Vegas or Fallout in general, I recommend a YouTube channel called Many a True Nerd. Uh, this guy, John, he does a whole lot of Fallout stuff and it's one of the better ones. If you want just to hear about the lore, which in itself can be days and days of interesting stuff to learn about. And it's not just interesting, it's fun to learn. I think Fallout lore is great, personally. I guess that's what keeps a lot of people coming back to it, not just the RPG fact. Mm hmm. But Many True Nerds channel, I recommend that one. By the end of it, you get all these groups together and have the Battle of Hoover Dam. I always have a whole group of people with me, the Great Cons. My first playthrough was a mess. I didn't have almost anybody helping me because mm-hmm. I didn't go out and talk to every one of the casinos on the strip for house. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have people helping me there. I didn't have the Great Cons because the first time I met them, I killed them. I didn't even know about the Enclave. The Brotherhood of Steel was too difficult to work with, and I didn't do that. So I was all alone taking on Suzy's Legion alongside the NCR. Hmm. That chip, we get to use that, by the way. I forgot to mention it. It lets his Securitrons launch missiles and larger guns and everything. They go into like a battle mode, which wasn't allowed in the continental U.S. pretty much until after the war. And then he lost the chip. I got the chip to deliver to him. Benny shot me for the chip because he knew it was important. And then I gave it back to house after I killed Benny. And then he had me go, which just by chance, Caesar's Legion is right next to another one of the vaults he had and stored the computer in to activate the robot's battle mode. So I had to go to the Caesar's Legion anyway just mm-hmm. to get in there. But once you get that, you have the robots, you have the NCR, you have all that. Uh, if you side of house, I'm not sure if the NCR is also on the enemy list, though. Mm-hmm. Because I think all the major factions, they you have to pick one. If you choose the NCR, I'm pretty sure the robots don't show up. And if you choose House, I'm pretty sure the NCR is also on the hit list for his robots. <laughs> um, I can't I can't quite recall. It's been a while since I played. I'm watching John do another playthrough right now. I was going to cover Fallout 4 or Fallout 76 because there's a Mothman in it. And we just done a bunch of Mothman stuff on Horrific History and Hauntings. This is a game I can't recommend enough. If you can get it on Steam... I'd buy it on Steam. I don't know. You could find some physical copies for the Xbox and PlayStation still. I recommend Xbox version, and it's on Xbox Game Pass. So if you just have Game Pass, you could download it and play it. I don't know if there'll be any links in the description. If there are, they're probably affiliate links. If they're Amazon links, they're certainly affiliate links. And if you get anything from them, it'll help us out. What do you think? Did you ever play this game at all? Uh, I kind of dabbled here and there, but pretty much with me, all I did was uh, kind of just wander around. Didn't really do any missions or anything. The only, like, real Fallout game that I've had any real extended experience with has been 4. Okay. I think if you like the RPG function of 4, you would really like Vegas more. The choice to do whatever and however. I like 4 because it's prettier. And the I like the Institute a lot. 
I always like the Enclave more. I have an Enclave flag in my room. You know, I never noticed that. No, did you? No. <laughs> um, wait, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I just never realized that it was Enclave, but... Okay, that might be it. Uh, I was like, how do you miss it? It's literally over the door you walked... I don't know, man. You know me. I can look right at something and not see it. It's okay. Probably makes you safe on the roads. Explore the vaults. I recommend you, if you get there, take the time to go to all the vaults. I'm pretty sure there's one vault you really can't get too close to without some rad protection because it's really irradiated. I might be mm-hmm. thinking of Fallout 3. But there is a vault also that's taken over by plant monsters. People turn into plants thanks to some of the experiments. Mm, does not sound fun. No. You, you go to a vault and you see greenery, which... If you know Fallout, greenery is rare. If you go to a vault and see greenery nearby, don't go without being well-armed and take some stem packs, which are their instant heal potions pretty much for the game. Deathclaws in the game. There's a whole quarry full of them, and they are probably the most dangerous deathclaws in any Fallout game. Gotta hate the deathclaw. And then these, they are deathclaws, deathclaws. They don't look like the dinosaur kind of things in Fallout 4. They are tall, big-chested, skinny-armed, lizard-dragon-looking things with no wings big tails and their fingers are like three feet long claws mm. and they will use them they'll rip you to shreds if you go straight towards new vegas from good springs if you leave new good springs and go straight towards new vegas you'll eventually come across a valley full of death claws and they're like it's their way of saying go the other way it's the easy route and you can talk to more people get some companions and stuff big mm. spoilers in this but i said that earlier but it's also they'll, they'll literally tell you right up front don't go that way it's death you have any final thoughts on this? Because I'm just rambling now. Uh, pretty much my final thoughts on it is I do plan on playing it one day in the future uh, once I can uh, get a little bit more of the means to do so. Uh, but I do heavily recommend it uh, to any of our listeners out there. If you've never played it or if you're a fan of the series, definitely uh, give New Vegas a try. It is recommended as one of the best Fallout, if not the best Fallout game that Bethesda has released. and I mean, it's just a lot of fun, man, and, like, I mean, especially as much as, like, you've talked about it and some of our other friends, I mean, like, it's hard for me not to recommend it. And I'll be perfectly, I've told you already, mm-hmm. it ain't my favorite, so when Fallout 4 time comes, I will certainly be talking more. Oh, yeah. I've went for 50 minutes about a game that I don't think is my favorite in the Fallout world. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I just looked at the clock and realized how long I've been talking. Uh. I really hope you do play it. I hope you guys play it too, or girls, you people. I hope you all play it eventually, Mm -hmm. or at least watch somebody else play it. If you like what you heard here, we have a podcast network called Gruesome Gaming Group. I'll leave a link tree link in the description for any of our socials and our podcasts, websites, and our YouTube channel. I'll be in the link tree so I don't have to just pile the description full of links. Yeah, guys, uh, just check out links in the description. Uh, Check out uh, our other channels that we got listed there on the network and as always uh we do want to hear back from y'all so feel free to give us feedback in uh whatever platform you choose to do so yeah the gruesome gaming group's twitter is on there so that'd be the best way to get a hold of in general if you message us on there to be any one of us i have an instagram i'll add the link in there so you'll get my instagram link out of the link tree as well if you want and you can message me anyway and i'll relay the messages to whoever they need to go to if you see an email on that link, it's for my sister, Era the podcast, Horrific History and Hauntings. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, if you do uh, want to send anything in, whether it's a topic maybe you want us to cover one day or a game maybe you want us to give a try or anything else for any of the other channels, uh, just, you know, make sure to give us your name. Tell us, you know, when you send it in, what it's about, and we'll make sure to give a shout out to you. Yeah. 
And as a matter of fact, use any of the social links in the description. I will monitor all of them and I will see it. I did say we had another podcast called Horrific History and Hauntings. It's a podcast. Everything in the name says it all. We've been covering Mothman lately because mm-hmm. we went to the Mothman Festival. Also done some Appalachian Trail. It's like an Appalachian themed thing this month for us. So if you want to check that out, go to that link tree. Brother Knows Quest is a podcast where I talk to my sister Beth about tabletop role-playing games. Lately, I've talked about Apocalypse World and the Fallout role-playing game through Modiphius because I've been in a Fallout mood since Starfield came out. But we do appreciate reviews. If you want to tip us, the podcast's website, you could do it there. Just click on a podcast and it'll have that tip option. We really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah any all tips and donations, uh, much appreciated. That just helps uh, letting us uh, do what we're doing. Well, give a shout out if you do. Oh, yeah. Definitely shout outs for any donations, guys. And, uh, and if you don't want us to shout you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, no harm, no foul on if you're wanting to be anonymous or prefer just to not have your name put out there like yep. that. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about this, Dakota. Uh, no problem, Ramey. Just glad to hear you talk about a game you're passionate about. <laughs> Thank you. I've been Ramey. And this has been Dakota. Leveling Duo, logging off. Logging off. <laughs>